76.1 The Vault. Alright, Jake. 76.1 The Vault. You're with your best friend in the wasteland. And boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, I have got a special treat in mind for you today. Did you ever want to know where babies come from? Do you remember when you were a child looking at yourself in the mirror wondering where in the hell did I come from? Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to introduce you to a man... A legend in his own time. Mr. Alex Dancer is joining us on the show today. Say hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Hell of a guy, isn't he, boys and girls? Anyway, he went through, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, the most traumatic experience a man can go through. No, he was not trapped on the tampon aisle at the food line down the street. No, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, I want you to tell me, in your own words, the story of what occurred that fateful morning. Well, what had happened, I was woken up by the lovely screams of horror, you know, as those go. Um, and she woke me up, was having severe pain, you know, total normal wasteland stuff, screaming in the morning, all that. But uh, there was something off with this morning because the screams were coming from her. So, I ended up having to get up, got myself around, no coffee, nothing. By the time I figured out what was happening, I had taken two puffs off of a cigarette and ran back inside. Well, now, what time so, was this? What time was that? This was about 6.30 in the morning that I came running back inside my house to okay. <laughs> your lovely daughter screaming in the bathtub about uh, a child on the way. So She, I looked at she her screamed, said, there's a child on the way? She screamed that she thought she was dilating and that I should check her. And me being the professional that I am, I knew I should not do that because I could not do that. <laughs> I, uh, I looked at her and said, uh, I have no idea how to tell what you're dilating. I don't, I, I, I don't know. So she was, by the time I got that out of my mouth, she said, I think there's a head coming. I look over and sure hell enough, I was looking at my daughter's head. <laughs> oh, shit. By then, I jumped halfway into the shower and I tell her to start breathing and just push. I get a hold of my baby and I have my hand underneath her head and I start kind of guiding her out. Well, three pushes later, I have her freaking out of, outside and she's screaming about the water hitting her. So I laid her down on Sam's stomach and I cut the water off and immediately dialed 911, ran outside so that they could hear me, told them what my address was. And just was freaking waterworks. I could barely, I could barely even talk at that point. <laughs> I guarantee you, I was more freaked out than she was. Holy shit! So, um, so you dial nine one one. You're outside. Is it like six forty five at this point? What what time do you think it is? It was six forty one exactly. Okay, so all this stuff happens in eleven minutes. So, yep. so what what happens then? Basically, I ended up calling them, and I came back inside, and I had an operator on the line with me. And she was telling me, you know, make sure the baby's breathing, make sure Willow, our daughter, was was okay. So she was breathing fine. She was screaming at me about the water. I ended up grabbing towels and a couple blankets to wrap around them both so it could stay warm. And I ended up basically just kind of sitting there with them, 
talking about uh, starting a timer so that we could cut the umbilical cord. Luckily, EMS showed up at the 30-second mark before the umbilical cord was supposed to be cut. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. They were able to, I was able to get them inside and uh, guide them into the lovely bathroom that uh, my daughter was born in. <laughs> and they were able to take over the situation from my non-trained self. <laughs> so, I mean, the, you know, I was there when Samantha was born. So I know there's a lot that um, that kind of that that adjoins the baby when the baby is born. Yes, sir. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I mean that's that's so that's all just floating around in the water with with, with uh, Samantha. Well, luckily, and Willow. Was, luckily, the she wasn't taking a bath. She just had the shower running, trying to kind of relax and was laying down, just, you know, trying to get comfortable. Uh, okay. So it wasn't plugged up or anything. So <laughs> that wasn't an issue. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. So, so, okay. I mean, instincts, yeah, instincts totally cooked up, took over in that situation. She was sitting there naturally pushing on her belly and she ended up putting Willow perfectly into position and then naturally wanted to get the warm water and just lay back. <laughs> So, the the paramedics come, they cut the umbilical cord, and what happens next? Sam was sitting there and was talking to them. She was completely coherent. Obviously, she didn't have an epidural or any kind of anything to help. So, she was like, yeah, no, this is my name, this is my birthday, yeah, I know all the basic stuff, and then ended up getting out of the bathtub and walked herself to the stretcher because she insisted she was okay. <laughs> That's that point, my child, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> yeah, that is my daughter. Yeah, get your fucking hands off me. I'll walk over there my damn self. <laughs> Wow. Yes, sir. And and it was funny because by the time we got to the hospital, Willow was wide awake, looking at everybody, looking around, and they were, they were everybody was just astounded. Everybody's like, "Wait, you, you were serious? This was a home birth? Like no complications, nothing, and beautiful little girl, completely healthy, just a little bit early because she was too excited to wait to get to the dang hospital or for her due date." <laughs> well, once she heard my voice, she was ready to go. So it's you know I understand. Oh, she you know she was excited. Oh, she, yeah. she can't wait. She you got to get into this wonderful wasteland that we live in. So uh, so now Willow is uh, expected out of the hospital here in a couple of days. Is that right? Uh, we're hoping it should. It looks like it should be within the next week. We'll have her back home with us. Um, she keeps on improving every day. She's at the point where all we're waiting on is for her to get her appetite right. Okay. So she was she was born a, a few weeks premature, and yes, sir. Uh, she, it, it turns out uh, she was actually born on our, our uh, one year anniversary. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a present to us, I guess. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Okay, well... Yeah, I love it. It was, it was phenomenal. So, <laughs> did you learn anything from this experience? If you had... If you knew... If you were going to sit down and talk to a young man one day and say, Young man, perhaps one day you will have to deliver a baby in a bathtub. What would you tell this young man? Breathe. Both, both need to breathe. <laughs> just you have to stay calm and just kind of. 
we got extremely lucky again because she came out properly. She was head first, face up, umbilical cord was, was no issue, nothing at all. There was no complications. Obviously, that's not always the case. Oh, yeah. When so Sam it's just was a matter born, of... When, when Sam was born, she had the umbilical cord wrapped around her. And that was... Yeah, me and my brother, when he was born, he was coming out feet first, and they had to basically turn him around. Yep. So there's there's all sorts of different things that can wind up happening. We got very lucky, thankfully. Oh, yeah. But it's just a matter of just trying to stay as calm as possible during something like that and making sure that both your partner and your child are okay and getting someone there as quick as possible who can also guarantee that want that they can get their hands in there and make sure everything's good make sure both both of them are safe and found it, it's funny because we got uh the call the the ems who showed up they had just started their shift and within three minutes of receiving the call they were here at the house so that's another just crazy thing to think of they literally just happened to be on the way to the where they were uh, supposed to be dispatching from and got the call on the way. They were <laughs> on the way to Bojangles right up the street from you to get some breakfast. <laughs> and let's all be exactly. honest about what was going on here. Everyone needs some breakfast and thankfully they were heading there. <laughs> How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Alex Dancer here on the phone with us telling us the lowdown of how to deliver a baby at home. I haven't found that kit in the stores anytime. Uh, so we're gonna thank no, Alex. <laughs> we're gonna thank Alex for hanging out with us for a little bit tonight. Thank you so much, Alex. And we will be back with you right after this.
So that song was called Wrecked Ship, and that is by one of my newest, most favoriteest bands that I'm totally fanboying out on, Marble Mammoth. That song. And when I emailed them about it, I was like, man, that song's cool as shit. I call it Shipwreck because where I live, many things are shipwrecked, like the way I'm trying to buy this fucking house right now and our people won't get their shit straight and now we're supposed to close in a few days and now they're like oh it might not happen it might not happen (sighs) breathe 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 2020 what else what else 2020 i swear to god 2020 has been a roller coaster for everybody but i'm sitting up front my seatbelt don't work god damn okay so now that I'm done complaining about that, we're going to hear from another um, another band. And look, um, I'm going to read you my notes, okay? It's, it's, it's kind of like the jam of, of Ted Nugent, that kind of style, okay? But then we're going to put a bit of heart, like, like the band Heart, you know, I, I dash of samantha fox and i'll get to that in a minute and you have this glorious bold voice leading the charge and uh i want to see this band in a big crowded bar with that young lady singing her ass off and that those are my notes that i wrote from the from the few times that i listened to this song and uh, so the song, or well, I'm sorry, the band, the band is called Harriet Comfort. Harriet Comfort. And the song is called The Time Is Now.
every hour and every day in America. The coffee was too hot and I burned my mouth. Whenever life doesn't go your way, Sad Piano. Is Sad Piano right for me? Sad Piano works for both pussy ass bitches or whiny ass bitches. My McDonald's fries were cold. She took my parking spot. Sad Piano might make you feel better. It might not. Look for Sad Piano to help you. So how about that um, that delivery story at the top of the show? That's freaking crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's even crazier when you know you think you have the day off work Friday, and you know it's like seven o three or something like that, and you are staring all at the back of your eyelids, breathing heavily, and somebody comes in and goes, "Sam had her baby today," and I'm like, "What? What am I doing?" Ah, you know. I had to peel her back off the ceiling. Good Lord. Uh, she was what? COVID? She didn't care that damn. There was a hundred damn cops and half of the fucking Marines out in front of that damn hospital. She was heading over there and I was like, they ain't going to let you in. Hit your brakes. And she was like, nah, I'm going over there. And I'm going to tell you what. When the moose gets wound up, you better watch out. And speaking of the moose... The moose actually listened to uh, to this song because I'm usually in my little corner of the living room under the steps uh, listening to stuff, and she chimed in. She said this next band sounds like Alabama mixed with the Oak Ridge Boys. And um, in my notes while I was listening, I said it has a, a, a Jimmy Buffett feel. And, um, yeah, one of the main lines in the song is, uh, double jack on the rocks, knock you right out of your flip-flops. How about that? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a Jimmy Buffett feel to me. Really enjoyed this one. This is called, uh, the band is called Brand A. And, uh, they say, hey, from the UK, check us out. And they sent me this song called Look Good Wet. Jack on the rocks 
fishing in the Florida Keys. If you need me, that's where I'll be. Baby, baby, next time I'll do it with you. Or we could drop an anchor with the line. We all Fire up the Johnson and go for a ride. Baby, baby, next time I'll do it with you. about the way I stand to record makes my back hurt in every hour in every day in America I don't know it's my weird posture sad piano works for both whiny little bitches and sad bitches you know when I stub my toe walking across the living room whenever life doesn't go your way sad piano I always like that one. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, we're winding down to the uh, time to go, and uh, yeah, we thought we were gonna be moving and um, like have people in place and equipment at the ready. At two days beforehand, we're told, "Oh, might not happen because." Somebody screwed up somewhere, and it wasn't me, because all my shit's straight. So, um, yeah. Yeah, goddamn. I hope I don't have to go get my damn due diligence and all this fucking bullshit. It's going to suck if it goes that way. See, this isn't one of those podcasts where I'm just like, I'm going to make you feel happy the whole time. No, I am going to share my burden with everyone, because misery loves company. And that's what James Hetfield taught us. Uh, back in the day. So, um, I hope everybody that is somebody, because you are somebody, is cool to everybody else, because we all are all somebodies, and I'm trying to be nice and understanding and not be an asshole right now with, uh, with the seller of a certain house, but we're gonna breathe deep, 
we're going to remember that we're all peoples with hearts and brains and kidneys and livers, and all those things bring a lot of money on the uh, black market. Okay, I'll see you guys later. 76.1 The Vault. Who keeps fucking my microphone? I gotta keep coming in here and turning the fucking... It was me. I know it was. I just gotta blame somebody.